welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. This is episode 11. I'm going to start counting them. I'm just going to do it. I do it for my <laughs> other podcasts that I have over hundreds. I like to. This is episode 11 of Tech Stream, and we are recapping the worldwide developer conference that Apple had uh, yesterday. If you're listening to this on the day of its release, uh, yesterday, Apple announced its new iOS 15. And if you're listening to this in the future and you're already on iOS 17, do us a favor. Let us know how the flying car is because that's going to come too. Shelly Palmer, the CEO of the Palmer Group, best-selling Amazon author. Welcome back. How are you, buddy? Well, thanks. I'm feeling great, actually. Um, yeah, bestseller is... This has been now a couple of weeks. It's been number one on one list or another today. It's money and monetary policy and 90-minute short business reads um wow I just, <laughs> you know reviews are a funny thing i read this well, for those of you who don't know tell tell everybody what the oh book is. oh no i want we to just keep it assume a mystery, so. we just assume that everybody who listens knows everything about our lives i had cereal we, for breakfast continue did you i, <clears throat> I had me too actually <laughs> so <laughs> the name of the book is blockchain uh, cryptocurrencies uh nfts smart contracts and it's an executive guide to decentralized finance. It's a little ebook. Basically, it's a collection of essays I've written about blockchain and cryptocurrency and smart contracts and all the things that are happening. It's a pretty hot space right now. It's a short little ebook. It's uh, 50, 60 pages. And it, so it won't take very long to read. But I'll tell you what, this has been uh, the reason I was going to bring it up is a I guess, push the book, but it seems to be such a hot topic that it has nothing to do with me as an author and has everything to do with the subject matter. So I'm reading the reviews on Amazon because I get a, <laughs> I'm part, no, I'm part of Author Central. So they send you a, oh, they email send them recaps with the, okay. with the, with the reviews in it and, you know, your sales numbers and stuff. And I'm looking at five star, five star, five star, five star. Okay. This is great. Yeah. Four star. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what's a four-star what, review? Who voted for four stars and said, I will not give hey, the fifth star? Uh, but, but what was so funny is the review was great. I'm like, wow, okay. I guess this is one of those. You never have a teacher in school who just wouldn't give you 100 on a test, no matter what. Right. Nobody, <laughs> nobody right. is perfect. Or, or You're or only getting a 99. <laughs> for the Hall of Fame. Sure, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on. It's like, nobody's perfect. It's like, okay. <laughs> but I was, I was looking for something that was wrong with it. Like, I wanted okay, what will I learn from this? Somebody, you know, wants to make me better. I want to be better. You know, Seth, normally with reviews, you're never as good as they say, are you never suck as bad as they say yeah. you suck, right? You're somewhere in the middle and you have to be serious about that. But if you're honest with yourself and you, and you don't mind and you're, you know, being honest with your creative work, when someone is critical, you want to listen and make sure that they, sure. you understand what they're saying. But this was like a great review. You only gave me four stars. I wanted to write the guy and say, hey, are you one of those guys? Did you, you misclick? <laughs> did, you, like, did you click it? Did you just slide it was just your funny. mouse to the left a little bit? Yeah, yeah it, was, I, it was just funny. I, I, I don't know. Funny. You know, another, a, a great way, watch this professional segue, a great way to read Shelley Palmer's new crypto book is on your iOS 15 newly updated Apple device. That's because true. now you can look up literally every word. If he mm -hmm. has an article there, if he says a, uh, the, or where, you can look up the definitions of those words. Um, these keynotes have been going back to the Steve Jobs era, and I don't mm -hmm. want to do a historical background of it, but I will just say 
I'm a groupie for this kind of stuff because what Apple did, unlike any other digital company, is they make an event out of this crap. Whereas I can look on something and just see a tweet and I'll find out that, you know, Logitech did an update or, or Xbox did something. Apple makes it an event. And when they were doing it in front of crowds, it felt like you were watching a rock concert. As a matter of fact, yeah. you too would come and perform like and it, not Jojo Siwa either. It's it's real bands and real things yeah. would be happening. Yeah. So they have a certain level of uh, pedigree with me. And now in the last 18 months, they've been doing only virtual ones. So again, this was in front of nobody. They were, it was all pre-produced. Their special effects, uh, Craig Minervini, or no, that's not his name, whatever the, the, whatever the main guy Craig is, he's diving through virtual tunnels to, to, to talk to you and stuff. Tim Cook is in front of the Apple campus and it's perfect sunshine and the clouds are virtual and things like that. It was a whole to-do. But I just thought these devices have gotten to such a point where telling me you updated maps doesn't thrill me anymore. Are you trying to say to me, Seth, that for some reason that the new continuous integration system uh, with Xcode Cloud isn't something that's making you like hot? No, <laughs> no. Uh, the, 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 the idea that if I have an iPad and I start a movie and then I go on and now I can play music, like here's a perfect example. One of the things they touted was the interconnectivity and they made a big, big push. Their lead off discussion was about group FaceTime. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now eight, you can. Eight, eight, 10 months too late. I'm sorry. Now <laughs> we are going back to seeing people in person. This would have helped me when I was not allowed to go out of my house. That's true. But, you know, people do have watch parties and people do like to share things and share play is going to be fun with FaceTime. And I think it, it also is nice that Apple is acknowledging that there's other things you might be doing on an iPhone than dealing with them. So you're right. It's late, but it's here. And that's amazing. They also look in, in iOS 15. There's a bunch of stuff I like. And I know it's geek stuff, but they, they did a pretty nice new uh, little bit walking steadiness with Apple Health. And Apple Health is a giant initiative. Oh, for Apple them. Health so was they, the best thing they had. They, they've really done a nice job there. They did. I mean, I, you were making fun of maps, but their maps suck so much that they, anything they can do to make them better. Okay, is the maps gonna, are better. I get it. Okay, that's fine. Well, no, because you know look, if I have they close the, the Kosciuszko Bridge, could you do me a favor? Know that. How about that? That's all I'm asking. Know yeah. when the Kosciuszko Bridge is closed. That's all I it's, ask. First of all, you're the only person in the city of New York that can pronounce that properly. So well done. <laughs> um, That's what nobody, a new house education is. But what's interesting about Maps is Apple CarPlay integrates with Apple Maps. Of all the things in the world Apple can be proud of, Maps is the last on the list. Mm -hmm. So you get into your car and you attach your iPhone to the car, assuming it will find the right iPhone in the car because it generally has many to choose from. And that's standard on most cars now, right? Well, yeah, most cars come with- CarPlay the, and the Samsung, yeah. you know, whatever the-, yeah, the Well, the it's, it's, the, it's Android Auto, but it's, it's all Android phones, not just Samsung, but yes. Uh, and the issue for me is that it defaults to, of course, Apple Maps. I don't know anyone who uses Apple Maps other than Tim Cook as a way to get around. I don't even use Google Maps that often. I mostly use Waze. I think a lot of people. It's funny. I use Apple Maps. 
Apple Maps you really? is fine. You know why? Because when it gets in, it looks at my calendar and it knows where I'm going. So it's that, it's that, that little I, that bit I like. Yeah, that little bit is nice. The fact that it tries to take you, you know, to addresses that don't exist still is kind of sad, but it's better. I'm glad again, they updated again, it. That's all I can say. They're combing every part of the world. I mean, they're they're, they're combing their every part. Let me let let's focus on the positive for one second. And there's a great discussion to be made about health. Um, for the first time, the privacy company, which is what they're considering their new name to be, Apple, is allowing limited access to your family members' health info. Mm -hmm. For example, my mother-in-law has a heart condition. If her heart rate or her heart rate suddenly plummets or skyrockets, I will know. That's very cool. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's fascinating. And because they are the privacy company, and because you've listened to TechStream and know how important Apple treats privacy, and Facebook's angry about it, and we're, you know you can listen to back episodes for that. The idea that you can have limited sharing amongst parents and kids. Uh, adult kids and their parents, the fact that I can seize some of my parents' information Mm -hmm. is a fascinating thing. And if that's a reason to make sure that all your family members have Apple devices, that's a good enough reason. It's an important part of digital health care. And we're starting to learn what digital health care is now in a way that we hadn't prior, right? Because having everyone been in exile well, 15 months ago, Seth, no doctor was going to let you send them an email or very few, very few were going to do telehealth. They didn't like the emails because the med mal insurance could use it as a evidence in court. Well, the patient didn't understand what you wrote or you weren't clear. And so they never liked to do emails and they couldn't get co-paid for the telehealth. So they really didn't like that either. But of course, through COVID, they all learned how to immediately take Zelle and every, you know, Venmo right. and anything. Any insurance companies doctors are, now. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all good with that. And there's always been, there has been IoT for healthcare for a long time. Digital health has been a big thing and Apple's been a big player. The best of the apps always allow you to have um, either a healthcare professional and the patient and a family member uh, in some sort of triangular relationship where, because, you know, if you're diabetic uh, and you probably don't like to get out and walk as much as you should, or if you're pre-diabetic and the doctor really wants whoever's taking care of you, Mm -hmm. whether it's. Now, if it's someone who lives in your house, it's different, but a lot of times people don't, you know, they live remotely. And some of the mm-hmm. most interesting parts of what Apple introduced today is now at the Apple level, somebody who, you know, your daughter lives in California, you live in New York, your doctor is there with you. And it's like, they really want to make sure you walk half a mile every day, or you've mm-hmm. had enough to drink, or you have done whatever, ex- like that, that, I think right. that's and so a doctor, incredibly not important. Not to cut you off, but a doctor's not going to check that every day, but your child nope. can. Yeah, your adult yeah, very, child. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, and I think they did a good job with that. And look, that you know, look, they did share stacks and messages. They did on iOS 15 is there's a a bunch of nice to haves. I wouldn't call them need to haves. The right. one thing they did that I I think is going to be very big, and I'm fascinated by it, is Siri everywhere. That's uh, you know, a Amazon Voice Services with Alexa has become at least in the United States the way that you do voice recognition, the way you do voice control. And Apple has played a a definitely second seat to that. This is important. 
if if I can now put Siri on a bunch of devices, I will. People are going to start to use it. It's um, that technology is explosively important, and it gives you agency. It's you know people forget it's telekinesis, and everybody laughs when I say you know I'm super impressed with what Kohler did with digital toilets and digital showers, and everybody's like, oh, you know, why do you say? Why, why is it important to say, you know, Alexa flush the toilet or Alexa set the shower to 110 degrees or whatever it's supposed to be? It's like, that's because you're able-bodied. You take someone who's disabled, who's injured, who's recovering. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's an incredible ability to be able to right. defend for yourself. Exactly. It's, it, it's also an immense amount of dignity. And I think Apple understands as well as any company that, that this is magic in the 21st century. It is the telekinetic power you want. And the, they're, they have not been able to make Siri available. So they basically opened the door for Amazon to just be everywhere in everything. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, I, I really just like where this is going. And I think that was actually a bigger deal than they made it out to be. But Siri everywhere is going to matter. So that was kind of, that was, you know, if we're going to stay positive for a minute, sure, that was cool. But one example of something that I think is positive, but they're, so afraid to talk about the competition. This is like the 80s when Marvel called DC the distinguished competition. Like mm. there, there, there's mm. a time mm. when Coke couldn't acknowledge Pepsi's existence. You know, McDonald's yeah. would never know that there was Burger King. Um, yeah. They do share play. This is a, a big thing, share play. So for example, Loki is coming out this week. I got to keep it pop culture referent, uh, relevant. You bet. Loki is coming out. And I want to set up a watch party for you, me, and three other friends. We're going to watch episode one of Loki together on, through, through FaceTime. Mm -hmm. What if I'm the only one that has the Disney Plus subscription? Can you watch it through my subscription? They didn't acknowledge that. So when they say they got, they said, they said, you and five friends can watch Loki together. And I said, does everyone have to have Disney Plus? What if four out of five people have Disney Plus? Does one guy get aced out? How embarrassing is that? And it's, it applies to movies, TV shows, music. It's the same concept. And what Apple did during their presentation is they didn't acknowledge. They acknowledge that you can do web browsing for FaceTime now. So you don't have to have an Apple device. So I can FaceTime an Android user. However, well, so, so, they didn't so tell me that I could watch Apple Ted Lasso. At the same right. time. So Disney Plus has a, a function called gr group watch, which I'm sure you've used. And it lets you and a bunch of family members watch together in a Disney watch party. It's like um, it's like the Netflix party, um, you know. Right. But does everybody have to have Netflix? Well, it's interesting. And in the Disney group watch, they use Loki as an example. I, I think that's worth understanding. I don't think I have a good answer for you right now. Um but if that, you do it that's something Apple. you can do. Like that's that's something that this thing could do to go back yeah. to. Wow, really? So I can tell my guy down the street who loves Disney but doesn't have Disney Plus because he's been out of work for six months, and I can say, "Hey, man, come watch Loki with me Wednesday nights." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to punt on that question this second. But, but you're the not time. the one yeah. punting. The, the iOS 15 yeah. doesn't come out until the fall, so there'll be a million beta tests. This will be revealed. What I'm saying is, when you're Apple and you want to make headlines, there you go, make a headline. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't, and they. I look, of all the things Apple does well, and they do a lot of things well. 
the thing they don't do well is they really haven't figured out their video strategy and they didn't address it today at all, except in this one little bit where again, they didn't mention their competition, but although they did make some, they did make some upgrades to TV uh, OS. And so you'll be able to use, Hey Siri, and it's going to have lossless audio, which is great. They're also adding spatial audio, which will be powered. Um, uh, they're going to use uh, for both the app for AirPods pro and AirPods max. I have, always have trouble saying those words. I don't know why, uh, but they'll be bringing spatial audio to those devices as well. So it's, they, they're trying yeah, they to get the TV the OS together. Woman, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, they showed the one woman, there's somebody vacuuming uh, in her room. She's doing a FaceTime call and mm-hmm. somebody's vac- vacuuming. She can turn off noise canceling on her FaceTime call and it will take her voice, but nothing else. And you see the vacuum is silenced. And it's not with AirPods. It's just with an iOS device. That's, that's pretty right. amazing. That's that's yeah. that's pretty cool. The only thing about that is, again, this is a pre-produced presentation. I'd like to see that in real time. I'd like to test that sucker out. And I'd like to know that, you know, when, when there's vacuuming going on or leaf blowing, oh, I'm the worst. When I'm trying yeah. to record TechStream and they're blowing my leaves, my <laughs> goodness. And it, it doesn't even have to be my house. It could be like three houses down. So it's interesting, Seth, there are a lot of plugins for digital audio workstations that are now using rudimentary and in some cases, very sophisticated AI to analyze the spatial environment you're in, the sonic environment that you're in, the temporal environment that you're in and make adjustments. And it has become, you know, in the old days, you could just use a compressor or you could just use a noise gate or there, you know, there were, there were some analog tools and even some digital tools, but now uh, companies like Zoetrope and Waves and many others have these plugins that where they're doing computational audio at a super high level. And Apple has taken advantage of some of that. So is Bose, you know, Bose has noise, everybody's got noise canceling. Noise canceling is not that hard to do to be fair, but when you start taking selective sounds out, that is a little bit of magic and it does require some math and it does require uh, a little bit of computational power, which, these devices now have. So uh, it's very, it's a very exciting time. You know, you ever listen to um, it's the purple problem. You have a glass of red liquid and a glass of blue liquid, right? And you oh, mix I the two you were together. I about prints there. I got excited. No, no, no. You take a glass of blue liquid and the, I'm just using purple as a color uh, and a <laughs> glass of red liquid and you pour them into one glass and you get purple. If when they're separate, it's not a problem. But when you try to separate out that purple mixture back into a glass of red and a glass of blue, that's really tough. And that's been the problem with audio. If you're trying to take out a vocal or you're trying to take out the bass guitar, you're just trying to take out the guitar. A lot of these frequencies overlap. And especially when you have something as noisy as the leaf blower you're talking about, Mm -hmm. where it's got a very wide range of aperiodic sounds and periodic sounds. And it's really tough for the computer to be trained for a model to be trained to do that. I love where, what's happening there. So it's it's very exciting that they're able to do some of this stuff and that they're bringing it to the devices directly. I'm, I'm super excited about where that is. It's the same thing they're doing with computational photography too, right? At some point, they're building bokeh effects like in the portrait mode of the camera, right? That oh. used to have to be done optically. Some of the zooms are, are now, when you used to go to digital zoom, you could always tell it was grainy and awful. And now those digital zooms, they're continuous and they're beautiful and they're, you know, they're resampled and computational photography has taken us to a, to another place and they're going to get there with audio now too, which is really fun. But there's two responses to that. Number one, I, I, you're absolutely right. It's fascinating that they're even 
considered capable of doing such a feat. But all I'm saying is show me that in real time that doesn't look pre-produced. Show yeah. me that so that when I see it, I can be more of a believer. Uh, the other thing uh, uh, about what you're saying is, again, this is the McDonald's Burger King analogy. Could FaceTime incorporate Zoom? Acknowledge Zoom's existence <laughs> in the marketplace and tell me that the spatial audio will also function if I'm using the Zoom app, not a web-based uh, a web-based browser thing. I'm talking about Zoom. Let's not be naive. Zoom is everywhere now. All Apples can do. You're not selling less iPhones when you acknowledge your competition. And I don't even think of Zoom as their competition. So that is a very different conversation to have, Seth. But I'll tell you what. Interoperability and compatibility are two different things. And before... And I got to give Bezos some credit here because Sony, when we would go to CES and we'd go to the Sony exhibit, Sony had every kind of way that their devices would recognize each other. They would, if you have a bunch of stuff, an amplifier and speakers and a television, all Sony manufacture in the room, you literally needed only to turn the devices on and they all saw each other and understood that they were there. If you had a Samsung device in the room, it might as well, you, it was just an inert object it didn't recognize. And so, and you kept saying to yourself, everybody knows you're going to have a little bit of Sony, a little bit of LG, a little bit of Samsung, a little bit, Sonos. whatever the big, it's a, Sonos, you're going to have some, Bose. So, exactly, right. Bose, you're going to have a little bit of all that in your life and a little bit of Apple. Why don't these guys talk to one another? Right. And the answer is, the answer is that it's outside of the realm of business possibility for them, because if you have a, let's say that your 75 inch Sony is the center of your living room. They really want to incentivize you to get a Dolby 5.1 system with the Sony label on it. They are really not that interested in you putting Sonos in the room. And, and if they make it too easy for you, you are going to go for the, the device that's, you know, rated better and people like better. But where this all came out off the rails was with Alexa voice services. Because between Z-Wave and Zigbee, everyone became compatible with those standards and ultimately wanted to be Alexa voice services exactly. compatible. End of day, like now, so now you're right where there was an absolute business reason and you could defend the policy saying, look, if I just make it a little bit hard for them to buy the competition's blank, they'll buy mine. Now, everything is compatible through the voice service. And so you might as well acknowledge it exists. And, and to me, that's a big change in the last, I'm going to call it 36 months. And certainly over the last 12 months, you know, everybody's just writing integrations like crazy. It's half of the business is writing integrations. Everybody's a platform. So for Apple not to do that makes little sense to me, but you know, they're Apple. They are, I got to say, as a company with a market cap of something on the order of a couple of trillion dollars. I don't think they need to listen to you or me. No, and they're not <laughs> going to be listening to TechStream. Although if Tim Cook wants to write a review, just make sure it's five stars. That's um, right, Tim. If, you know, a, a perfect example of that was, I want to say four years ago, we did a renovation in the upstairs of our house and we wired it for sound. So we mm -hmm. put these really cool speakers in and we adapted, adapted them to Sonos. Six months after we did that, 
they came up with a plugin that you can attach a a piece of hardware that you could attach to the Sonos device that makes it AirPlay uh, compatible. Mm -hmm. Now, before that, I had $1,000 worth of speakers in my bedroom, in my living room, all over my house. And I couldn't play my music off my phone mm-hmm. because I had to use the Sonos app until yep. now it's different. And it's so seamless in that I'll, I'll tell a very personal event. We have a speaker above our shower that is amazing. And I play music every day when I take a shower. I have yeah, music my- on. Go, go. I understand. And the point of that is, is that I can tell Siri play you know, purple rain. And th- th- I wouldn't listen to that in the shower, but th- th- just the idea of having that kind of integration, just the idea. Sonos does Sonos. Well, Apple does music, video, this FaceTime security, this, this, that mm-hmm. don't be so insecure. Acknowledge <laughs> Sonos's existence, acknowledge Bose's existence be that way because what you do is you invite more people to say i have some ios devices while i don't have all the ios devices you're not drawing a line in the sand well i think that there are places where it's worse than than better uh, to be sure and your the sonos uh little sidecar for the sonos stuff was great um I have one too. I've had one for a long time. I don't keep my music in the Apple world anymore, which is, I just, it's, I've given up on that completely. I was a big iTunes guy for a long time because it was easy and convenient. And uh, well, then we I just. do a whole other episode because we you should. have a lot of your own IP that you've created. You're a composer. You have yeah, your yeah, own but- stuff. I worked I with a composer who sent us music. I don't go through the iTunes route, but I sync my phone the old fashioned way. You yeah. know, I take that personalized music, that music that you've created. I don't know if you ever listened to it. It's like, no, nope. do you listen to text stream? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, folks. You guys can listen to text stream. We don't No, I, no, I you know, no, I, I just check the edit sure it, that, and then it's yeah. off into the ether. <laughs> I no, I, I actually I do listen to it uh, usually a few days later so I can take notes because it's when it's fresh in my mind. I never know if I've done a good job or you've done a good job. But a week later, you can listen to it dispassionately, you know, um, and th- with respect to the we will do a music episode because there's a lot to talk about uh, gathering music, streaming music. There's high definition audio, which I have a very strong set of feelings. He did about. announce lo- um, lo- uh, lossless today. It did. Yeah. And I think, look. If you're an AirPods user, if you are an earbuds user of any kind, if you are using headphones in with the air conditioner running, noise canceling or not, that's just a waste of time and money. We could talk about oh, the yeah, that's environment. A, that's a separate you, episode. Yep. We have to talk about the environment you need to set up in order to fully experience and enjoy high de- what they're calling high definition audio which for all intents and purposes is just an but awful lot of practical uh, too a lot of bits and bytes of audio you know seth for years we mastered final product in a way that was we did we always did two or three or four mixes of everything 
Today, you do 30 different mixes of everything. And the reason is that there's a giant deliverables list. Uh, we will talk about the difference between mixing for a television speaker, mixing for earbuds or AirPods, uh, earbuds, and what it's like to mix for a car radio where the engine's running and you're on the highway and what you expect people to be able to hear and also the limits of human hearing. We, there's, you know, there's a, I don't want to get into it with audio files, but I'll get into it with any audio file. I made my living making you have music to for a long time. Explain to me flack versus MP3 and yeah, what I'm we can talk about all yeah, the various formats. We'll do that episode. another episode. Yep. But one thing I do want to talk about, uh, just to, to, to sure. sew up the Apple thing, is one of the, the the clear winner in personal health and the clear winner in fitness was Apple Apple Watch. That was oh, just a clear winner. Fantastic. And but did they and, announce anything today that you don't already have? No, but they just, I all, often say that iteration is just incremental innovation, right? And you, you, that it's just good that they're pressing forward. I really like the idea that they're spending time with the mindfulness app and it's more than just, you know, hey, time to breathe, which I'm, I appreciate, but I do, I breathe normally. So <laughs> when they say it's always happening breathe, at the weirdest times. It is. And I, but you know what? I sit at my desk, especially during COVID. I sat at my desk so much. I really appreciated every hour this thing. Get get up, take a walk, Stand breathe, up. you know. Yeah, take a walk. Take a minute. Like don't, don't, don't let yourself atrophy this way. The new photos interface they're gonna do, they're gonna do repertory uh, respiratory rate now, uh, when they're doing sleep tracking. There's a whole bunch of timers they added. None of this stuff is world legendary, like life-changing. Oh, it's really helpful. But you know, and they're gonna they they updated the weather app a little bit. So Apple Watch. You know, watch OS 8 is definitely an upgrade. I'm really impressed with what they've done with that. They are the largest watch company in the world now. So there's that. Uh, people don't realize how popular that device has become and what they've done to the, the Swatch people and the Casio people and all the... You do know, you use the sleep function? Do you wear your watch at night? I do. It's fascinating. So... I, I used to track my sleep and, uh, you know, I, I've done a whole bunch of quantified self stuff and I'm in it now deeply, Seth, because I'm really fighting with my weight during COVID. I can't get you know, the normal course of my day and everyone's day is not being outside and all around. And so, you know, where you, where I will go and I'll walk my four miles in the morning I'm not walking the other three, four miles you'd normally walk, just going to meetings and, you know, walking around the city. And so it's been, I just have New York city, the staircase, the, the platforms for the subway, you used to go up flights and flights yeah. and flights of stairs. I'm just not using as much energy, right? I'm, I'm trying to eat fewer calories, a lot fewer, but at a certain point, you just can't use as much energy as, as you normally do. I'm very excited that things are loosening up now because I'm hoping that, uh, I'll be able to change the calorie count. That's another episode we definitely have to do quantified self. I did a TED talk about that a couple of years back and I oh, cool. started this thing called the smartphone diet. And I was really getting deep into, you know, how many steps, how much, what are your resting calories? What are your, you know, active calories? How many calories in? What are you likely to burn? And the Apple watch was so helpful because there's, although it's not easy to get out of there, you can actually download an app. People who are watch Apple watch people, you can download an app at the app store that allows you to pull the XML file out and all of the data, 70,000, count it, 70,000 data points that your Apple Health app takes uh, and records about you every day if you're wearing an Apple Watch, 
are available for you to analyze. And then you can throw them in a model if you're crazy like me and see if there's any correlation between any of the statistics, like is my heart rate up or down for a given reason? Is my calorie intake or output changing for different words of resting pulse, my active pulse? Those things, you know, you one data point doesn't matter to you if it takes your pulse when you wake up, like who cares? As long as it's not, you know, you're not, your pulse isn't 140, like you're exercising right. when you're resting. I mean, yeah, but other than that, if it's not an alarming rate, it doesn't matter. But over time, as you correlate this to the various states that you're in and it's very instructive. So I, yeah, I'd love to do an episode about that. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the Apple watch. Always have been a big fan but of the today, work done there. But today they, they announced that there's now going to be calorie counting in the health app. Here's yep. my, here's another example of the same thing. My fitness mm -hmm. pal has been out for years and yeah. doctors, I use it every day. Doctors tell you all the time. It's great. I think I've logged on to my fitness pal 890 consecutive days. I'm not yeah. jumping to uh, to Apple Health. And are that doesn't friends? make are me we, less are... of an Apple fan. It just tells no. me just incorporate that. How about this? Import my fitness pal data into the health app. Uh, you can, but it's not accurate. Are we, you know, we're not friends on my fitness pal, Seth. I don't understand that. I'm friends with a lot of uh, all of my friends. I'm you should be Shelley friends Palmer. on a watch. That would be fantastic. Yes. I'd like to know when Shelly Palmer's walking. Well, that, that, by the way, that's not hard to figure out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to send you a friend request right now because I just found you on MyFitnessPal, which is a great <laughs> app. By the way, I'm excited that Apple is doing this. MyFitnessPal is awesome. I you know, log every morsel <laughs> of food I put in my mouth but because um, I have no choice. But And it's not even something that I'm compulsive about. It's something that I was doing at it just to stay alive. I'm very happy that Apple's doing this. Look, Apple does a lot of things that are just they're not best in class, but they're convenient. And so they win just because it's convenient. So I'll see how good the, the calorie counting is in Apple Health. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on iOS 15 because you should see the little groups I have set up, right, for health. I've got the scale, the Nokia health scale yep, thing have, in, in there. Uh, and Apple things, Health is sitting there. Things. Yeah, with withings, why things, right? Then I got Runkeeper in there and cardio, the blood pressure thing, because that's fun to have. And for five seconds, I had Amazon's Halo. I will never put that on again. <laughs> and no, because it's like the most invasive thing ever. And then I have like, you know, uh, the sit-ups counter and the push-ups pro. And I, like, I got all the, you wow. know, I, well, you know, I have You're a lot of hardcore. craziness here. I'm hardly hardcore, but I do like to take advantage of some of this stuff. My favorite thing in there I can't use, I didn't use, you know, obviously in the summer ski tracks, which also Apple Health connects to. So you can figure out how many calories mm. you burn skiing. But look, I, Apple did a good job today. It's WWDC. All the developers and geeks are thinking about it. Uh, everybody that I know is out there who needs to be, it was, or is watching well, who needs to, to virtual, watch. Right. Who need, you know, what, what, watch who needs to watch. They're not pausing we, it to go to the bathroom because. Uh, no, not, you, know, you didn't heaven pause, forbid. which is funny. What, one last caveat before we uh, put a bow on this. Um, they This was something that I missed because I answered my door. Uh, do not disturb mode lets your contacts know when you have it on. You like that? I saw that. I don't know if I liked it or not. I don't think I like that. I don't want to tell people that I'm, you know, relaxing. I want people to think I. that's one funny thing about Twitter. I post podcasts at all different times. And I get tweets from people that go, when are you not working? I go, what are you yeah. talking about? I'm watching <laughs> The Mandalorian. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not sure if I like that or don't like that. It's, uh, it's a feature. 
they'll figure out whether it's an important one or not. People will use it or they won't. Um, the most important thing here is that if you if you develop software for iOS and Watch OS and iPad OS and Mac OS, this is an important uh, pile of technical information. The SDKs are updated. The beautiful thing about Apple is their DevRel is fantastic. They have they've really been, I mean, best in class when it comes to helping you out get stuff done. I, I it's a it's a good group to work with with a lot of friends out there. Considering that they are the most arrogant company in the world and they are the biggest company at what they do, uh, they are they are very considerate of of the engineers. They do know how to take care of engineers at Apple. So it's it's a good group to work with. And it's my favorite time of the year, WWDC, because they release a ton of info that, you know, and they do, you're right, they do it in a super exciting way. And it may not, you know, the average person may look at that and just yawn and kind of go, oh my gosh, just software. Like, who cares? It's like, yeah, but you know, if you are a, an analyst for Wall Street, or if you're somebody who cares about what consumers are going to be capable of doing, if you're someone who wants to understand pop culture in the future, what's possible, people can only use what the phones can do. And if you want to understand the hardware, if, this, if there's some software that's introduced today and the hardware doesn't support it, you know that's a feature in the next iPhone because they're not going to announce software that they're not going to be able to have you actualize or realize. So I think these are the most important of the conferences. Sure, it's fun to see when they actually introduce hardware. It's exciting. But here, you're learning what the capabilities of devices not only are, but will be. And to me, that that is the most exciting part of this entire experience. So kudos to Apple. I know most people are going to think this is a big yawn, but some of us, uh, you know, this is like, Christmas time. Christmas comes twice a year, WWDC, and on the days they announce stuff. So here we yeah. go. <laughs> no, that's fine. And during 2020, they had five different keynotes because they yeah. were trying to captivate people's attention and everyone was stuck at home. Let's see how they respond. And like I said, none of this is bad. It just there were so many ways it could have been really, really good. How about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. I will accept that. But look, I'm not a fanboy and I always get accused of it. It looks like Tim Cook threw up in here. I mean, there's just Apple stuff everywhere. But as you know, I'm sitting in front of two monster Samsung monitors and a giant Puget Systems AMD box uh, with an NVIDIA 3090 card in it. That's, that's my, new, my new world is just video game computers. And I don't even game. I use them for streaming. But, you know, my MacBook is sitting here next to me, Seth. It's closed covers no, we're not oh, doing that again oops, oops. every time they they talked about how great Macs are i said no nah, if you listen to text stream you know they're not as wonderful as they are but they are purple they can be purple yeah uh, they that, can be purple <laughs> that's shelly palmer i'm seth everett thanks for listening please continue to rate and review that you can do on measly old ios 14 we'll see you next week with another episode of text stream <laughs>